This is Friday, August 6th. And last week, I was up with Sandy in North Carolina. That's the place where both of my parents were born. One, my mom was born in Charlotte, and my dad in a small town in the eastern part of the state. Now, whenever I'm in North Carolina, I bump into people that are my relatives, either through marriage or through blood. Every few years, my dad's side of the family would come together for a large family reunion. These affairs were held at the originally original family farm. And on the farm, there was a family cemetery that held the key to much of our family's history. It was just out back behind the house. You could see the names of the generations etched in stone. Now, in the last 20 years or so, the family has not held any reunions. And so I know very little about the most recent generations. Sadly, many family members have drifted apart. And this is what happened to Israel. Here's our text for today. Numbers chapter 20, verse 14 to 21. Moses sent some messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, You know all the hardship that we have met, how our fathers went down to Egypt, and we lived in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians dealt harshly with us and our fathers. And when we cried to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel that brought us up out of Egypt. And here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard or drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn aside to the right or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom said to him, You shall not pass through, lest I come out with the sword against you. And the people of Israel said to him, We will go up by the highway, and if we drink of your water, I and my livestock, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. But he said, You shall not pass through. And Edom came out against them with a large army and with a strong force. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. Now here's what happened and why. This meeting of Israel with the people of Edom could have been a family reunion. It might have been a time when people related to one another joined arms. How so? Edom is the name of the people that came from Esau, the brother of Jacob. Do you remember the story of Jacob stealing the birthright of his brother Esau? As a result of Jacob's treachery, well, he had to flee for his life. Esau was ready to hunt him down and kill him. As it turned out, they did not see each other for many years. Indeed, by then, both of them were married and, well, they had large families of their own. The Lord blessed each of them, even though Isaac gave his blessing only to Jacob. Now, their first reunion of these two men was a tense moment when it looked like there might be violence. But the brothers made peace even though they chose to go in different directions. Now, this time with Moses and the people, hundreds of years have passed, and this time the brothers meet again through their ancestors. 
At this point in time, Edom could assist Israel as they prepare to enter the land. Why do they refuse to help them? Well, there are a number of reasons. Just as Jacob and Esau competed for place in their family, now Edom sees how large Israel has become, and they see Israel as a threat to their own national security. They don't see Israel as their own family, but as people that could take their land. Gone are the affections of kinship, replaced by the struggle for survival and place in the world. It is at its heart the fear of scarcity. This is the idea, well, there just won't be enough. There won't be enough land or resources. There won't be enough food or water for both nations to survive and thrive. Perhaps Edom fears that Israel will not keep its word, yet they will stay in the land and not pass through as promised. So Edom says no to helping their brothers at this pivotal time of need. Indeed, instead of making an ally, they make a new adversary. Now, these moments call into question how we view our world. Are resources scarce? Do they leave us in the place where we must battle for position and hoard what we can? Or is this a world with enough to be shared? How you answer this question may become a major shaping force in your life. Mother Teresa once said that sadly we have forgotten that as human beings that we belong to each other. This has resulted in competition for resources, and that continues to this day, an unwillingness to share what God has provided to us. Now it's through the gospel, the love of God for us in Christ, that we can learn a love that reaches to our family and extends even further to our human family. Jesus said, Why do you worry about your life, what you will eat, and what you will wear? He warned them that worrying could not add a single hour to their lives. And you see, our Heavenly Father loves us so much. He provides for even the birds of the field and the flowers. How will He not also provide for us? Let's pray together. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we do worry about what we will eat, where we will live, how we will make ends meet. We live in a world of competition more than cooperation. So teach us that true freedom does not come when we think we have enough, but when we can rest completely in you and be content with what you provide to us. Lord, then we can share. Thank you for caring for us and being our gracious and loving Father. For we pray in your name. Amen.